Hello and welcome to Sailor Time to Pause Friday's So What episode. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, my very good friend, Gracie. And for a special treat today, we are releasing an extended version of the podcast over on our YouTube channel, which will be linked in the description. Or just search for us on YouTube, Sailor Time to Pause. Make sure you hit subscribe. So I'd recommend pausing this and heading over there to hear all of what we talk about. But for those of you who are pressed for time, here is the standard version of the podcast. Enjoy! Hello Gracie, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here to chat to you, my friend Samuel. It's nice to have you with us. I have a joke for you. Okay. Um, Monday we talked about walking. Ian talked about walking. So um, if you're on a walk... And then sometimes you come to a fork in the road. Yeah. What do you do? No idea. Stop for dinner. Do you need help? Do you need me to send help? Yeah. Have you got any better jokes? I've got one that's kind of related to walking. All right. Okay. Okay. What do you call a man with no shins? Don't know. Tony. <laughs> that That's better than mine. So we might go with that. I will stop and breathe in. Right, so enough of those silly jokes, and let's get right into Blue Monday. Ian was taking us through Blue Monday and walking us through some well-being walks from Elizabeth. Ian talked about walking in the fresh air and how that can make us feel better. So I listened to this episode, because obviously the opening gambit was about Blue Monday. I know what Ian was saying counteracted the whole Blue Monday thing, but I saw a thing by the Samaritans, which I, I quite liked where they turned the word from Blue Monday to Brew Monday. And the idea was that you were encouraged to call a friend and maybe arrange on that Monday to have a cup of tea and a biscuit. Oh, nice. And just make that connection. And I quite like that. I quite like it. It's a very simple idea because the whole Blue Monday things are, it's a made up thing, isn't it? It's a commercial thing. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it is quite a depressing day quite a tough day to get through but I do I, I really liked like the approach of going out and doing all that mindful walking kind of stuff walking for me has become a bit of a uh, lifesaver for my mental health so I've kind of picked up techniques along the way to help those walks have meaning mm-hmm. and I think that what Ian was encouraging us to do is really important to do every day in terms of you know just being present and being aware of our surroundings and so one technique that I do, and I, and I did it after, after Ian was encouraging us to go out, put our coat on, go outside, be wherever you're going to be. Mm-hmm. I did that. And also I take on board these kind of what they call grounding techniques just to help me be still. So I look at name five things I can see, five things I can smell and five things I can hear. And it just stops me. It just, even if I go out full of like anxieties and worries and concerns, doing that, being aware of my surroundings. It just calms everything down. Mm. And I think, you know, one of the things that struck me that Ian said is that, you know, we can give the impression that we perhaps need to be somewhere beautiful and spacious and open. But he talked about the fact that you could, wherever your environment is, go out there, look at it, breathe. And I think if you can do that kind of mindful walking and listening in the most chaotic spaces, Mm. then I think you're 
armed enough to get you through the day. Mm, yeah. And found peace in the noise kind of thing. I guess you're kind of saying it's like training your mind, isn't it, for all situations. I like that. I like that a lot. I think for me, I spend a lot of my time inside working from home and I'm not very good at doing other things than sitting inside. So like some days I'll go for a run outside. I'll go for a walk. I'll go sit in a coffee shop to kind of change where I am, change my environment. And I think those days I feel a lot better in myself, like getting outside and walking and concentrating on other things. I think it resets the brain, doesn't it? Yeah. I think it gives you a bit more energy as well than when you come back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. To sit down and get on with your work. Yeah. It, it, it helps, doesn't it? And I think in Tuesday's episode, if we come into the day with an expectation of what do you want me to do, God, and a heart of thanking God for everything that we see and a heart of love for everything that's out there, then that in a way satisfies how God satisfies our soul because we then know through loving, through coming into things with a thankful heart and being expectant of God, he can then show us his love, which is just unconditional. Yeah, and what that does is it fills the day every day, even the ordinary possibility. Mm. There's always opportunity for God to do and show great things. Yeah. Shall we move on to Wednesday? Well, it was a bit of a challenge for me because Elizabeth talked about, you know, Thirsting after God and him satisfying your soul. So I do a bit of running, but I learn the hard way, the importance of fueling your body. Mm-hmm. On on day-to-day basis, you know you're supposed to drink two gallons of water. Aren't yeah, you? I'm not your... very good at doing that. No, I'm awful at it. I drink about 10 cups of tea in a day. That's got water in it, so that counts. Oh, perfect. That's I'd my so. way of thinking. But anyway, I was doing a, a training for a run, doing a long run. And uh, I totally misjudged my water intake. And so I, I got dehydrated. And it I've, I don't think I've ever really been dehydrated before, but it was, I was like going dizzy. It was, oh, wow. I had physical pain in my legs. I was getting stitch and I never get a stitch. I'm not a good sewer either. And I, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, my legs were wobbling and, and my head was all over the place. And then I like, saw this petrol garage. Like an oasis appear in the distance. It was a shell, not an oasis. And I, I thought, I've, I've got to get water. So I went in there, and I'm sure the man behind the desk really appreciated me going in there, sweating all over the counter. Um, and I got a huge bottle of water, got out, and I drank slowly, but I, I, I did drink nearly all the whole bottle. But the the effect was instant. All right. It didn't take long. So it wasn't just the impact like in my mouth the first. My head settled down. I didn't get stitch. Felt like I got more energy in my legs, and then I, I finished off the, the, the run. And I, it just struck me how it affected my whole body, my whole physical side. And when I think about you know thirsting after God and that, and it's not just you know oh the day's going to go brilliantly now. Yeah. It's when God provides His Spirit for you, fills you, tops you up. Mm. It affects everything, doesn't it? It affects yeah. your it affects your head if it gives you a clearer mind i don't know i find that I'm, I'm more confident about things i can make decisions more clearly i, I feel that connection a deepening connection with god mm. that i wouldn't have if i didn't take on board that kind of spiritual hydration if you like so yeah that was my thoughts on that 
I was also struck by two other elements that Elizabeth talked about, and I think you mentioned it earlier, the idea that nothing is wasted, that God teaches us and speaks to us in all circumstances. Mm. And if we thirst for his spirit, we can gain strength and also courage from him. Like recently, I found myself having to make quite big decisions about my future. And I've spent ages like doubting and being hesitant to make a final decision. And I've got this good friend who reminds me frequently that nothing is wasted. And I think even if I, it turns out that I've made what I might consider to be the wrong decision, it will not be wasted because mm, there's always something to learn um, and be encouraged by. You know, and if we seek God in, in those decisions, you know, we're humans. We're trying to work it all out, aren't we? Yeah. And sometimes we we just have to trust and, and go with it. And it might not always pan out how we think, but it won't be wasted. The experience won't be wasted. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, couldn't agree more. And then um, the second thing from that episode was about the dawn will come. And I found this quote. I don't know who said it, but I obviously wrote it down for some reason. I don't know if it's from the Bible. Or maybe a monk said it. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> it might be from Call the Midwife. Who knows? So, uh, yeah, I wrote it down. So it, darkness comes, but so does the morning. Sadness comes, but so does hope. Sorrow may have the night, but joy comes in the morning. And I like that because there's no, there's no way of stopping the light coming. It can't mm. be. It's mad to think that. From the song, the line was, you, you take my darkest night and turn it into shining light just when I thought the night had won. I think she said something about like even when it seems dark, that light is still shining and it's still there, and there's nothing that the darkness can do to put that light out. Absolutely. So Wednesday, it was my heroes. I listed a lot of my heroes. Sorry to change the subject very quickly. No, um, and I wanted to mention that recently, my dad has been an absolute hero. I won't go into it very much, but he's been looking after my grandpa and just goes above and beyond. And he's doing a very good job. He's done a very good job. So well done, Dad. And I think it just reminded me of, like I talked about living like Jesus and how Jesus is our hero. And he is a hero because he has lived like Jesus and served others and going above and beyond like Jesus did. So I think this week that's just an embodiment of the episode that I made. And I, there were so many things I got from this, this episode. And what you said, shared there about your dad, I wonder how much he's aware of him being a hero or whether he just gets on with it and does mm. it. Yeah. Um, and I I wonder how for everyone that might be the case. So people might view us as heroes without us even knowing. Mm. Yeah. So that's why it's really important that we try and live as Jesus lived, what, how we interact with others and show compassion and, and, mm. and kindness and serve others. Because I think they're the real heroic actions aren't they but uh yeah, yeah it, i think it's important that we we tell people who we think are heroes because they won't yeah be. yeah not sometimes good. it can be a like a thankless task that yeah people do yeah and they don't realize how much it means to people so absolutely yeah yeah i think one more thing about the heroic the hero thing that you drew out on about you drew lots of references to compassion and I think we might view someone being a hero as doing great big things. And again, if you think about Jesus being the ultimate hero, he did the ultimate heroic act of conquering death, you know, dying for all. 
Mm-hmm. That's the you know ultimate thing. But there are still uh, there are still things that we can try and live like him to have those heroic characteristics in our lives. And it is through the compassion that those things that you said. And my favourite verse in the Bible is all of two words long, and it's Jesus wept. Because if you think about that in the, the context of the story, so it's when he goes to see Lazarus. Lazarus has died. His friends come out. They're really upset. They And he cries with his friends at the fact that Lazarus is dead. But mm. he knows how that story is going to end. He already knows Lazarus. He's going to bring Lazarus back. But he has so much compassion for those around him. Mm. He feels empathy. He 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 cares about people and their feelings and stuff and he he cried it's a real simple thing but i just i think the fact that jesus showed compassion in relationships uh and in in the small stuff not just in the big you know superpower super healing stuff and we can all live that out can't we yeah we can compassionate we can be kind to people like as you said that i think that kind of struck me in a new way that he already knew that it was the end story but still Mm. felt that so yeah yeah thank you for that Just a dream